Welcome to the Humans Under Grace Bible Study Podcast. We're getting ready to have an old-fashioned line-on-line, precept-on-precept study of God's Word to search out those deeper truths and gain a greater understanding of the Bible. We would love for you to join us today as we dig in and learn what it is God would truly have us to know from the letter that He wrote to us. Hello and God bless you. Welcome into the study today. We're very glad to have you. The book of Revelation, we're going to be picking it up in chapter 7, verse 13 here in just a second. Now, we've gotten to the sixth seal. We've made it up to the sixth seal. And going between Revelation and Mark, we see how Christ really broke this down to where even a child can understand what's going on and how it's going to be in the end times. And we're living in those times right now. Now, as we get into verse 13, we're kind of in this parenthetical chapter where we've taken a step aside just for a second. That sixth seal has come up, has opened, and now we're seeing this vision in heaven. Let's go ahead and dig right on in. And in chapter 7, verse 13, we ask clarity and understanding from our Father in Jesus' name. And 13 reads, And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? They. And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest, or you know, I don't know who these are, but you do. And he said unto me, These are they which came out of great tribulation, and have washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Now that tribulation means that that they have overcome. They went through that tribulation of the Antichrist here on earth, and they didn't waver. They didn't fall one side or the other. They stayed straight, kept their minds on Christ, and kept these seals embedded in their minds that they were not deceived. Verse 15, Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. How great would that be? Verse 16. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. That's from Isaiah chapter 49, verse 10. And, you know, if you really think about it, at this point, they're in their spiritual bodies. So the the yearnings of the flesh, the hunger, the pain, or the heat, none of that's going to bug us. None of that's going to bother us at all because we'll be in those perfect spiritual bodies. Verse 17, for the lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Now this verse right here, you take it on a spiritual level. He's feeding us. He's giving us the waters. And with God wiping away all tears from their eyes, fast forward past the millennium, after the white throne judgment, and those who followed Satan after he was loosed for just a short season at the end of the millennium, those who followed him, he and they will be cast into the lake of fire, or they'll be blotted out. As you can read in Psalms chapter 37, they will be turned to ashes from within, just gone out of here and you could possibly take from this 
wiping all tears from their eyes, that they're even blotted out of your mind. Now, it doesn't say that, but it's a, that, that's just a, that's a thought that could happen. That's why no one will be sad. We won't even remember Satan or any of the evil that was done. Everything will be perfect as it was designed to be. Now, chapter 8, verse 1, we're going to get into the seventh seal here. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of a half hour. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Now, here we're coming into the trumps. Now, what is a, a trump or a trumpet? Whenever a trump sounds, it's given an order. You think about it like in the military or in different battles, you had the, the bugler that would, depending on what he played, meant either charge or retreat or get up out of bed, let's go. And that's what these are doing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Verse 3. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of the saints, the, the saints, those set-aside ones, upon the golden altar, altar, which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense, which came up with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angel's hands. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. People wonder if God hears your prayers. Right there. The prayers go up before God. He hears every prayer. He is the only one who knows your thoughts in your mind. Satan can't read your thoughts. He don't know what's going on in your mind. But God does. That's why you don't even have to pray out loud. You can pray in your mind, and he will hear it. Verse 5. And the angel took the censer, and filled it with fire of the altar, and cast it into the earth. And there were voices, and thunderings, and lightnings, and an earthquake. And the seven angels, which had the seven trumpets, prepared themselves to sound. Here we go. Now we're getting into the trumps. Now these are in chronological order. The seals were in order of importance. That's why that first seal, Christ is warning you, there's going to be one that comes back that looks just like me all the way down to that bow, that fake glory. But he is a fraud. It's not me. Now, these are in, these trumps are in chronological order. So, let's get right into them. Verse 7. The first angel sounded, and there followed hell and fire mingled with blood. And they were cast upon the earth, and the third part of the trees were burnt up, and all green grass was burnt up. Now, this green in the Greek is chloros, and it means pale. It don't mean green. So what is that? That's that grass that it's already kind of dead. It's, it's withering. And take this on a spiritual level. Those, those, those plants that don't produce fruit, that are withering, they're stagnant. They're spiritually dead. And this was cast upon the earth for a third part of the trees as well. We learn that in Judges, that trees are symbolic of people. So a third part of these people will burn up with what? With deception. You see, 
we'll get a lot of third parts here. And if you'll remember, a third of the stars fell with Satan. So here's that. Those who were deceived in that first world age, you see them coming back through this world age, most likely at this very time, to be here whenever Satan comes back again to see if they will fall for him again. And it's the elect's job, it's our job, to stand up and to put this truth out to where they're not deceived. Verse 8, And the second angel sounded, and as it were a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. Now this sea also, in Revelation chapter 17, when we get there, we'll learn that the waters are the people. A third part of the people, again, have been spiritually destroyed. And a third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died. And the third part of the ships were destroyed. Now what do we have here? We've got ships. That's commerce. That commerce is starting to slip away. It's going downhill. If you look around today, commerce is in, a, in, in bad shape. I know here in America, we've got a lot of ships around the, just floating around, waiting to get unloaded. They can't get unloaded. Hmm. Verse 10. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star. What is this great star? This is Satan. From heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood. That means bitterness. And the third part of the waters became Wormwood or became bitter. And many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. Now, if you look around today, how much has respect gone out the window how much has love just disappeared there's a lot of bitterness in the world today let's go to Amos chapter 5 right quick Amos chapter 5 we're going to pick it up in verse 4 Amos chapter 5 in verse 4 and it reads for thus saith the Lord unto the house of Israel seek ye me and ye shall live but seek not Bethel, nor enter into Gilgal, and pass not to Beersheba, for Gilgal shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to naught. Now what are these? These are cities or towns that were idolaters. They were very idolatrous in these areas. They did not seek God, but they they sought all their little sticks and stones and all this other stuff that they carved out to be God. Verse 6. Seek ye the Lord and ye shall live, lest he break out like fire in the house of Joseph and devour it, and there be none to quench it in Bethel. Now this, in Joseph, that means the whole collective house of Israel. Everybody. Ye who turn judgment to wormwood and leave off righteousness in the earth. Seek him that maketh the seven stars and Orion, and turneth the shadow of death into morning, and maketh the day dark with night, that calleth for the waters of the sea, and poureth them out upon the face of the earth. The Lord is his name. So, as we get to this in Revelation, this chapter, uh, 
chapter 8, verse 11, where it says that a third part of the waters became wormwood. What, what do you have to do to prevent that? Seek ye the Lord. All right, back in Revelation, verse 12. And the fourth angel sounded, and a third part of the sun was smitten, and a third part of the, sun, uh, of the moon, and a third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. Now what, are we, what did God put the sun and the moon and the stars in the sky for? Genesis chapter 1 tells you for signs, for us to understand what's going on. All right, verse 13, and I beheld an angel. Now, this angel in the Greek is athos, and it means an eagle, not an angel. Flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. Now we're getting into some serious stuff because these are three woe trumps. These are those trumps that you've got to pay attention to and really dig in and see what they mean. All right, chapter 9 and verse 1. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. Now, this is a copy. You see, that this is this great imitator, that one that wants to be Christ. He's copying from Matthew chapter 24, verse 29. And that's at the coming of Christ. Let's just flip over there right quick. Matthew 24 and verse 29. All right. And 29 reads, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Now, here in chapter 9 of Revelation, this is a copy, an imitation, just like that bow, that toxin, that cheap fabric imitation. And he's coming to deceive so that he's got to do everything as it says that Christ will do. But it's not going to be near as majestic. Verse 3. And there came out of the smoke locust upon the earth, and unto them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. Okay, now a lot of people think that these are some little monsters or some weird creatures that are all kind of just messed up, but let's just, let's pay attention here. You see, God don't create anything that is as a beast, as half this, a little bit of that sprinkled with a little bit of something else. So what are these locusts? Verse 4, And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, well, locusts eat grass. Hmm. Neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them. 
but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. Now, one quick thing on this five months. Mark chapter 13, verse 20, Christ tells us, For the elect's sake, that seven-year tribulation was shortened. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right here, we have that time, that five-month five month period. That's what it was taken down to. All right, now, what is the torment of a scorpion when he strikes? A, a scorpion does not have the ability to digest. So what it does is whenever it strikes, it spits its digestive fluids into the other insect or whatever it is that it hit, and it allows that insect to be turned to mush, to be digested within its own body. And then the scorpion will come back and ingest it to, for nourishment. So what does that mean for these men? And that's, that's men and women. If they don't have the seal of God in their forehead, and this army comes by, and they strike them, they turn to mush from within. They just, they, they don't stand for anything. Their backbone is gone. It dissolves to where they'll do just what exactly that army tells them to do. And then they are ingested into that doctrine, if you will. <clears throat> Verse 6, And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. And the shapes of the locust, now here we go, were like unto horses prepared unto battle, and on their heads were as it were crowns like gold. They're not, they're not gold, but they're like gold. Here we go, we're still imitating here. It still looks so holy and it still looks so righteous and it's just got to be the second advent, but it's a fake. Verse 8, And they had hair as the hair of women, so soft and flowing and, you know, just, just comforting, pretty to look at. And their teeth were as the teeth of lions, meaning they'll come in and destroy. They'll just rip everything apart. Verse 9, and they had breastplates, as it were, breastplates of iron. Now, a priest's breastplate was not of iron. So here we go more with this imitation. And the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running into battle. And they had tails like unto scorpions, and there, and there were stings in their tails. And their power was to hurt men five months. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. Now there you have it. God gives you both these two names of Satan in both languages, Hebrew and Greek, so as not to get confused about who this is. Abaddon and Apollyon both mean the destroyer. And we all know that Satan is that destroyer. Now, this locust army, is this the only place that it's ever been talked about? It's not. Let's go to Joel chapter six, uh, chapter 1, verse 6. I'm going to flip back here in the Minor Prophets. Joel chapter 1, right after Hosea. 
in verse 6. For nation is come upon, for a nation is come up upon my land, strong and without number, whose teeth are the teeth of a lion, and he hath the cheek teeth of a great lion. He's going to shred everything up. Shreds the word and, and anything of truth. <clears throat> Verse 7. He hath laid my vine waste and barked my fig tree, and he hath made it clean and bare and cast it away. The branches thereof are made white. What is this vine? That's where you get the, the wine, that pure wine that we receive for communion and this fig tree that being that fig tree generation and has come through here this army has come through here or this nation if you will has come through here and just ripped all of that up what are they doing they're taking god's word and just destroying it verse 8 lament like a virgin girded with sackcloth for the husband of her youth now, who is the husband of your youth? That's Christ. The meat offering and the drink offering is cut off from the house of the Lord. The priest, the Lord's ministers, mourn. Why is it cut off? It's cut off from the house of the Lord because nobody's worshiping God at this point. They have now become apostates. They have turned and are worshiping Satan, believing that they're worshiping God, but are not. Verse 10, the field is wasted and the land mourneth for the corn is wasted and the new wine is dried up and the oil languisheth. That oil being symbolic of the spirit, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of God. And why would it languish? It's because not because God's failing, but it's because the people of this world are failing to seek out the Lord. Now. Let's turn over to chapter 2 of the same book of Joel. And we're going to pick it up in verse 2. A day of darkness and, a, and of gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and a strong. There have not been, there have not been ever the light, neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations." Now, here we go. This is a copy, or not necessarily a copy, but this is a second witness of Revelation chapter 9. Verse 3, A fire devoureth them, and behind them a flame burneth, and the land is as the garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness, yea, and nothing shall escape them. Nothing that has not got the seal of God in their head. <clears throat> Verse 4, The appearance of them is as the appearance of horses, and as horsemen, so shall they run. Now these are war horses. They're going to battle. They're going into a spiritual battle. They're doing everything they can to convince the world that Satan is Christ. Verse 5, like the noise of chariots on the tops of mountains shall they leap. Like the noise of a flame of fire they devoureth the stubble as a strong people set in battle array. Before their face the people shall be much pained. All faces shall gather blackness or pale. They'll become pale. Why? Because spiritually they will, they will fall. They will die to this army. 
and it's spiritually. Verse 7, they shall run like mighty men. These are war men. They shall climb the wall like men of war. And they shall march every one on his ways. And they shall not break their ranks. You see, they're very organized. They're doing, they, they, they have it down. They know the plan. Verse 8, neither shall one thrust another. They shall walk every one in his path. And when they fall upon the sword, they shall not be wounded. So they're not going to be, they're not going to stop due to the strong delusion. They shall run to and fro in the city, and they shall run upon the wall. They shall climb up upon the houses, and they shall enter in at the windows like a thief. Now, you know, you might think, oh, there's, there's these door-to-door people and all this kind of stuff, and they're just going to be sneaking around. Well, let's think about this. What's hanging up on your wall that looks like a window? That's get, that gets all kind of stuff through it. It's a TV, your television set. And in that window, you can see all kinds of delusions and misinterpretations and all, I mean, just all kind of terrible stuff. Verse 10, the earth shall quake before them, the heavens shall tremble. The sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. Here we go with that imitation. Verse 11. And the Lord shall utter his voice before his army, for his camp is very great. For he is strong that executeth his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible, and who can abide it? Now, who can abide it? You can. Because you're not going to be deceived by this army that comes through. Verse 12. Therefore also now saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning and rend your heart and not your garments and turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness and repenteth him of the evil. Who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering and a drink offering unto the Lord. Blow the trumpet in Zion and sanctify a fast and call a solemn assembly. Get everybody around. Get everybody, you know, bring everybody in. While while all this is going on out there and you've got these, this locust army, just wreaking havoc in the world. Get you together, your people. Gather together and seek you the Lord. All right, let's move back over into Revelation. All right. And we're going to pick it back up in verse 12 of chapter 9. One woe is past, and behold, there come two woes more hereafter. Verse 13, And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God. Now remember, what's the number of the beast? Six hundred, three score and six, which is six, six, six. Sixth seal, the sixth trump, and the sixth vial. Here we are at the sixth trump. Verse 14. 
saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels, which are bound in the great river Euphrates. Now, Euphrates means confusion. But what of these four angels that are bound? Good angels don't get bound. Only those who have fallen are bound. Verse 15, And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of men. Now this hour, day, month, and year means the very instant. They were prepared for this very instant in God's time that they should be loosed and go around and spiritually slay a third part of men. Now we have this third again. Verse 16. And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000 thousand. And I heard the number of them. And thus I saw the horses in the vision. And them that sat on them having breastplates of fire and of jacinth and brimstone. And the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions. And out of their mouth issue fire and smoke and brimstone. Now that sounds real bad, but if you look at this spiritually... What are they doing? They're blowing smoke. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's imitations. Daniel chapter 9 says that he comes in, the Antichrist comes in peacefully and prosperously. So what you have here is the Antichrist and his ministers going out blowing smoke and deceiving the world. Verse 18, by these three was the third part of men killed spiritually. By these three, by these lies by the fire and by the smoke and by the brimstone which issued out of their mouths. And let's not forget also, Satan will have the ability to perform miracles. He'll be able to snap and lightning come down from heaven. Verse 19, For their power is in their mouth and in their tails, for their tails were like unto serpents, hmm, and had heads. Well, those serpents, that nakash, those glistening ones, those who are following the serpent. And with them, they do hurt. Now, it's these fake teachers that are going out doing all this hurt. Verse 20, And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented, not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils. There we have what's exactly happening that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. These murderers are there out here doing the work of Satan, thinking he is Christ, and they're causing people to be deceived. And these fornications are them in, in idolatry, worshiping Satan instead of worshiping God. And we'll pick it up in chapter 10 in the next study. God bless y'all. You'll have a great day. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Humans Under Grace Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, you can write to us at Humans Under Grace, P.O. Box 1467, Tatum, Texas, 75691, or you can email us at questions at humansundergrace.com. Thank you, and God bless you.